Uh, hey guys, Shanoa Grove here with Texas Rias. I'm very excited to announce that I have Ellen and Sharon on from Two Ladies by Houses, uh, real estate investors in Texas, real estate investors specifically in the Austin, Texas area. But I know you guys look at properties everywhere throughout Texas and just wanted to uh, spend a little time with you ladies and ask you a couple of questions about your business and how it's grown and transformed. What got you into this business initially? What keeps you here and uh, what you do to help people who are maybe in difficult situations uh, move on to the next step and and uh, how you guys are putting service in the community. So welcome, welcome, guys. Uh, I'll just ask if you guys want to give me like a 30 second, 45 second overview of a little bit about each of you. Uh, I think that would help to kind of uh, kick us off just so people can know a little bit about who you all are and uh, um, what what initially got you started. Yeah, um, so my name is Ellen Bronkhartz. Um, I started in real estate investing in 2019. Uh, so if you're strong now, we initially um, started with real estate investing to do something extra. Um, but what we really found out or really hearted was how we could help people. It's not just it's not just a dollars and cents type of business. It's mm-hmm. you are helping lives out um, either that is making sure they can find a new home, making sure their credit doesn't get ruined, uh, making sure they have a, a, a new roof over their head. Um, that is really a very powerful sense of service that you can provide to people in need that I've not felt before anywhere else. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Sharon, how about you? Um, hi, I'm Sharon McGee. I have been uh, investing in real estate. And I met you and Phil in 2016. We were, I was with another program and it was dollars and cents, dollars and cents. That didn't appeal to me as much as helping people. My dad had gone through a foreclosure in 2010. It was a hard conversation to have with him he called me up, explained what was going on. My mom was in a nursing home. There were a lot of hospital bills. The house was falling down around him. And he said, this is happening. I went, okay, what do you want to do about it? He said, I'm not going to let the bank win. I do not want to let the bank win. I jumped in and Didn't know what I was doing. So when I had the opportunity to get the training in 2016, it's been wonderful. We've we've helped so many homeowners. It's so gratifying. So I will say that, you know, when I first got in the business of real estate investing back in 2003, my one and only objective was to replace the income that I wanted to leave behind from my corporate America career, right? Mm -hmm. And not have to go back to work for anybody else. And at that time, I, I looked at it, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys, I looked at it as dollars, you know, dollar signs, right? Right. And I didn't really understand how powerful of an impact that you could have as a real estate investor as as you get going. And and sometimes people don't realize it until they get going. And and I think, you know, for me at least, I didn't tap into, you know, my, you know, a big piece of the passion and fulfillment that I get out of it 
until I was starting to do it for a while and realized that even though I got in the business to buy, fix, flip houses and make money and replace my income, that that the amount of people that I was able to uh, be of service to using the knowledge that you know we've built up over you know the first even several years of us investing, that that was just so very rewarding. And I always tell people that the things that you've got in this business to do. So for me to buy, fix, and flip houses, you know, replace income, make money. Those are only the things that you get to do after you do all the other stuff that you had no idea on this earth that you would be pulled into service to do, including, you know, really, uh, you know, not just looking at it as, as dollar signs, not just looking at it as sticks and bricks, but really kind of digging in and understanding the the, the individual situations and 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 building a solution that obviously works for for both parties and and coming into it with that mindset. I think is one of the most, you know, transformational mindsets you can have and transformative in terms of, you know, building a business around, you know, being of service in the community. So I know uh, you guys use several different strategies as part of your investing. And I know this is kind of putting you on the spot and a little extemporaneous here, uh, but but is there a story maybe that you might want to tell about one of the, I don't know what I'm going to say, wildest, but just like like something that kind of came out of, you didn't know what was what was coming and then and then, and it was just such a great experience for you as a real estate investor. I know I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot. I don't know if, uh, if you want to, if you have one just, just immediately comes to mind of something that you did that was just like, wow, this is, this is how I want to be perceived as doing business. And this is how I want to be perceived as, as helping people in, in my work. We recently had a phone call. It was really hard. A parent had lost a child in the house and they could no longer emotionally stay there. They called us. We went to the house right away. Wonderful. The loveliest couple you would ever want to meet. They explained their situation. They had put a lot of money into their house. We came up with a win-win solution with them we actually sold the house faster than what we expected to. So we didn't have the utilities that we had to pay. We didn't have the taxes. We didn't have maintenance on the house that we thought we would have because we sold it a lot faster. After we sold the house and after we closed on it, I was able to write a check to the homeowners I was able to write a check to the sellers and send it in the mail to them. And they ended up with a few more thousand dollars. It helped them. There are so many other stories. A woman was behind on her mortgage for two years. She had not been able to work due to a disability. We were able to find her housing for a year. We were able to get a newer car she could afford. She had enough money to live on for a year. There was a lot of items she didn't want anymore. She left them in the house. That was great. We told her we'd take care of them, no problem. We sold the house faster. I was able to write a check 
and send it to her. That really helped her for her to call me and say, you know, thank you so much. You don't know how much this means to me to have the extra money. It's just a super feeling. I, I find that that stuff like that, when you're able to kind of give back or give extra, it yeah. just gives you such a high, you know, it's like, you know, is it better to give or better to receive? Uh, just, just the energy kind of flow, uh, when you're, when you're giving and then someone that gives you that level of appreciation and, yeah. and really kind of affirmation, like, Hey, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Man, I know for me, it makes me get up super early in the morning. It makes me get up with a smile on my face. It makes me get up stoked to get out there and do what I get to do, what I'm blessed to be able to do and have that knowledge and also be able to come up with creative solutions where, you know, I'm, you know, my guess is in that situation, they probably wanted more money. There were some risks for you. You couldn't pay, you know, more than what you could pay, right? Because we still have to look at the numbers, but you made a commitment to them by saying if, if we're able to sell it for more than, you know, what we think it, it, you know, we could, or if we make more than what we have to make on this deal in order to make it a deal for us, then, then let's, let's, let's split up those profits and let me, let me set up a situation where I'm writing you another check and that de-risk the scenario for you guys, right? Uh, when you're coming into it, because you don't know what's going to happen coming out. You don't know if the world's going to turn upside down right, in the process, which it certainly has over the last year. But, but you're still willing and able to share that upside with uh, the person that you're working with, which I think is so very uh, powerful. And I, and I love that you guys are using those strategies to, um, you know, not only, you know, transform your own lives, obviously, but also uh, just be of service in the community and doing what you, what you guys do. And I definitely uh, commend you for that and uh, the efforts that you put in and, and uh, so glad to have you as part of uh, the Texas RIAs network, right? The largest association of associations in Texas. And uh, so uh, happy to be able to share that knowledge with you that has allowed you to unlock new things for yourself, as well as um, just kind of share the love and uh, be of service in the community. So uh, Sharon, Ellen, thank you guys uh, for allowing me to spend some time to interview you and talk to you guys about what you do in your business. And I know that uh, any homeowners that spend some time with you guys and work with you guys will be very lucky to do so uh, because you guys certainly uh, have it on your hearts uh, to share those blessings. So thank you all for doing what you do. Well, thank you for having us, Shanoa. Yeah, thank you for your time. So our turn to interview Shanoa. Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Sharon. And, and we, we are Two, two ladies, ladies by houses. houses. Today we are with Shanoa Grove with the Texas Real Estate Investors Association. Hi, Shanoa. Thanks so much for joining us today. And can you give us a little bit more of background mm -hmm. of the Texas Real Estate Investors Association, um, how you started, what is the motivation, any and all information? Uh, well, first off, thank you guys uh, for uh, having me being here and uh, just allowing us to have this conversation. I'll tell you that uh, my first real estate investment was in 2003. Uh, and uh, right now it's 2021. And for in that time frame, I haven't had to take a paycheck from anybody else. 
Uh, I haven't had to update my resume at this point. My resume is in some version of DOS that even the techiest of the techie <laughs> people that are out there couldn't resurrect that thing. And I wouldn't want them or you too, because I love what I do in real estate. I love what I do as a real estate investor. And I love what I do as founder of Texas Rias. So Texas Rias has about 87,000 uh, members, guests, uh, volunteers that have been part of this association that have come to our meetings uh, over the many years that we've been doing this. So was first called into service personally uh, as part of uh, Texas RIA's uh, just by joining my local real estate investor association. That's the first thing that I did on, on my journey as a real estate investor back in 2003. And I will tell you that if it were not for that first uh, 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 investor association that I became part of, I would not be where I am today. It was there that I got the tribal knowledge. It was there that I got the skill set. It was there that I got the network. It was there that I got the contacts, contracts, and contractors, right, that make us successful as real estate investors. And uh, part of what I do today is through Texas Rias is, is uh, kind of pay it back that what that initial association did for me and also pray it forward by bringing other people along for the ride, uh, lifting them up, sharing with them the knowledge that I've built up over almost two decades of investing in real estate. So for me, I invest with my husband, Phil Grove, uh, and he and I I've been investing together since 2003, and uh, neither of us have ever looked back. And part of our journey as investors is not just to do the investing side. And, and uh, you know, for us, we buy property, residential, commercial, we hold it, we flip it, we wholesale it, we short sale it, we wrap it, we use so many, we homestead it, right? We use so many different strategies, but it's not just about that. It's also about uh, sharing the knowledge that you've been blessed with. And that's one of the things that we do as part of the Investor Association. We share that tribal knowledge so that other people can also um, be part of it and start their journey. And I think this is how you guys kind of started your journey in investing yeah. by joining the association as well. Yes, we did. In fact, through the network, we actually met each other exactly. and we started our business with your help and the tribal knowledge, the network, uh, the training. We are successful in it. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, it's not just the education and the network. It's also really working towards helping people, having that set of morals, yeah. having those values instilled in you, not just as a person, but as a real estate investor. It's, it's really powerful. It's what drew me to the network. It's what Sharon and I bonded over. And that's yeah. how we eventually grew a friendship and started a business together. It's not just education. It's not just the network. It's a really powerful, almost personal change that I never had envisioned was going to happen. Well, you know, uh, it only takes one person, right? One opportunity, one deal to change your life forever. And uh, what I can promise to people who join Texas Rias is that one person, that one opportunity, that one deal to change your life forever is part of this association. For me, it gives me, I'm so honored uh, that you guys were um, both able to start your investing careers, uh, create a relationship uh, and be able to uh, create a very powerful team that's rooted in that same foundation of being of service in the community. And that's a big part of what we do at Texas Rias. Yeah 
is. And that's, you know, real estate investing is still kind of the wild, wild west, right? There's no like, you know, govern, governing board over investors. Uh, but as part of the Investor Association, we put our uh, code of conduct on it so that yeah. investors treat each other different level at a higher level. And I think that's one of the big things that differentiates us. Uh, we spend a lot of time focusing on what's happening in the market right now. Some people call me the market update lady, but also, you know, we share what we're doing right now, what's working right now, how we've pivoted our business over the years through different market cycles and ups and downs. And you know, one of the things we also pride ourselves on is, you know, we say that we are Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas using strategies that actually work here in Texas. Mm -hmm. I know some people uh, join, you know, different, you know, groups and associations. And a lot of times they find out later, oh, wow, this is an out of town, you know, traveling roadshow sort of a thing. They don't have any boots on the ground. They don't have the local network, the local knowledge, the local contracts, contractors, and, uh, the ability to analyze a deal, even getting access to the MLS and understanding some of the ways that we do business here in Texas. And it's a little different than uh, other places, you know, just like every other state is. This is this is our focus. Uh, you know, Texas alone has, uh, I think, the eighth largest GDP of any country in the world. Wow. So there's plenty, there's plenty of business to do here. And uh, I, I love being part of this association and helping folks like you guys as you're uh, starting on that journey as well. And it also gives an opportunity to work together, partner together, uh, look over each other's shoulders, look over uh, at, at your deals to make sure you're making the right moves, right? Uh, yep. Because we are always still learning, still growing. And the ability to kind of fall back on, a, on an association that is also kind of has that same mindset can be very powerful in terms of not just creating that initial income, that initial wealth, that initial business, but also sustaining that over the right. long term. So, Exactly. So what stands out the most or a strategy you can share that stands out the most? So I would say for us, one of the things that I don't want to say revolutionary, uh, but it's just kind of another way of slicing bread was being able to buy properties subject to the existing financing that allows you to, you know, leverage your leverage your cash. And, you know, uh, a friend of mine used to say, uh, I, I can make a dollar holler subject to you can make your dollar holler right go that much further and a lot of people i think don't realize when they start investing in real estate that real estate investors have a glass ceiling and that glass ceiling is that they can typically only buy four to ten houses with a loan and 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 when people start busting up bumping up against that glass ceiling it's like well wait well wait you know i thought real estate investing i thought this is how we you know we go and grow and it's like now i'm being stopped and i've seen a lot of investors be stopped and and the truth is to be able to uh, obtain enough rental property as an example to be financially you know abundant be financially free that's somewhere between 20 and 40 rental properties as an example if you're looking for that mailbox money you know being able to be on an island somewhere while it's just kind of coming in and you're not going to get there if you very quickly start bumping up against that glass ceiling so the faster you understand some of these different strategies to utilize other people's money to be able to buy properties subject to using wraparound mortgages, et cetera, 
man, your ability to grow all of a sudden becomes limitless. For me, I want to take off as many limits as physically possible, right? Uh, that's that's one of the things that has allowed um, me and my business to really grow and, and, and has allowed me buy, to buy many more properties than I otherwise would have been able to given you know the limits of cash, right? And the limits of financing. So uh, both of those things have been, have been uh, great for me. And I know uh, for you guys as well. Ab- absolutely. Um, I think when we first met uh, you and Phil, it was, you really can't do that. You can't buy a house without any money. You can't sell a house without any money, minimal money. Come on, you've got to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in order yeah. to buy a house. It works. The The training you have, it is truly amazing. There's also other opportunities through the Texas RIA of not only buying and selling houses, you encouraged us uh, to become lenders, partner with money. So it's just not only about one thing, it's, it's outside of the box thinking. Exactly. It's, it's really, you're, you're not just focusing on one strategy. It's having like 10, 20 different strategies yeah. as tools in your toolbox that you can just whip out and be creative with to solve problems the right way without necessarily being a one hit wonder. Like I do flips. No, it's you do right about everything. And that's really what I learned throughout the whole education process. Yeah, my goal is I want to make money every time the phone rings. To be able to do that, you have to have different strategies. And I have a lot of investors as they're getting started, they, you know, put, you know, the cart before the horse, right? Yeah. And and they think, well, I want to do this strategy or I want to do that strategy. And, you know, what do you think about that? And I always say, well, that sounds amazing. But for me, I only want to make, I just want to make money every time the phone rings. So I'm going to let the deal tell me which strategy to use and I'm going to apply that on that deal because if I'm trying to put every you know round peg into a square hole it's just not going to work so I have to kind of be open and put the horse in front of the cart even though it sounds like well that does that doesn't sound initially right it's not until you start executing for a while that you realize ah yeah I need to look at every deal as a greenfield and look at the different opportunities that are available in each of those situations. Right. And and every situation is different. This tens of thousands of people in our network that you can call upon. So when are we going to have 100,000 people? <laughs> this year, I think, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it'll probably be this year. So in fact, you know, what's been, you know, uh, because of this disruption, the world's been a little upside down. We're still having our meetings. Uh, we're having yeah. actually more meetings than ever now. Uh, yeah. We're meeting Tuesday and Thursday and all, you know, in your bedroom and in your living room and in your office, right? Uh, and the June, July timeframe, uh, uh, we'll be back to uh, live meetings. Uh, so you get to network live and in person instead of online uh, with people, which I know is going to be going to feel so wonderful to be able to, to, to do that and to be able to 
you know, not that we weren't sharing, you know, resources and knowledge before and we figured right. out how to do it, right? The obstacle is the way. And if it were not for this amazing technology that we're all able to leverage right now, we would not be able to continue our businesses, right? So it's been, what a great time to have, you know, a worldwide disruption than, than right now where all this technology is here. So, but we will be doing both live meetings and online meetings uh, starting in the June, July timeframe. So for the people who want to continue to stay home, no worries, I get it. We got you, right? We're still going to uh, do our broadcasting uh, live and online. And for people who want to get together uh, and uh, network together, uh, we're going to be uh, live and in person again. Of course, we want everyone to please, you know, proceed with caution. We're in a, uh, is a very kind of up and down and uh, dynamic situation. Uh, so we want everyone to proceed with caution and uh, but we also want to continue to be of service within the community and uh, uh, help others as they go and as they grow. It gives us opportunity to partner together, right? Like yeah. you guys and uh, share that tribal knowledge and, and just continue to go and grow together. So uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Even though we haven't been able to get together in person, we have been on several Zoom meetings. They're fabulous. I've actually met and spoken with people from Houston and Dallas and San Antonio who I would have never probably even met unless I actually traveled yeah. there. And maybe this is really something to continue in person. Absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, I think Winston Churchill said, never let a good crisis get a waste. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and, and I actually think that in some ways that it has expanded the reach of the network beyond just, you know, the individual cities that we're in. But really to just be able to share, you know, knowledge and information from it more, you know, more easily from a statewide standpoint. And, you know, because even if you're marketing in Austin, you're going to inadvertently find deals in Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio and other places. And to be able to have that knowledge, that network, to be able to rely on someone to be able to help you with that deal. So you can do more what I what I've been calling over the last year armchair investing, right? Yeah. This it's even more powerful to be able to, you know, just kind of I'm just I'm just doing it from my phone, right? So uh, the the obstacle has certainly been the way and uh, it's been a great opportunity for us to uh, grow and uh, knowledge and grow a network. So I, yeah, no, we intend to continue to keep it both live and online. Uh, in fact, we've got some special technology we're rolling out right now to make sure that we're co continue to be able to do that and make it still interactive, even with the people that are online too. So I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, um, speaking of armchair investing, we're working with somebody, a seller in Colorado, yeah. of all places. We have somebody who was part of the Texas RIA yeah. in Colorado that we could call upon. It's definitely a lot in Texas, but I know there are people in Seattle. There are people in Illinois. We have a we have someone in Alaska. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and Los Angeles and Hawaii, right? Costa Rica. Uh, who, yeah, and Costa Rica who invest yeah. in Texas. So uh, yeah. uh, Texas is a great market to be in in general. So um, uh, we're seeing people from all over the the country, all over the world, even uh, yeah. come over here and invest. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Well, we will see you soon. 
on one of the meetings and we will actually see you in person in June or July of 2021. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys. Uh, it was great uh, reconnecting with you and look forward to seeing you in person. Take care Thanks. guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Uh, you too. Bye. Thanks.